Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hey, it's Nick. I hope you're loving the podcast. Thanks for listening. I want to ask you a question. What would it feel like to reach six figures in your business? What would it feel like to have the mentorship, the mindset, the sales, the sisterhood, the cash flow? What would it feel like to have those things all connect for you so that you are doing your business in a bigger way than you've ever done it before and you're bringing in the money to do more for yourself and your desires than you've ever done? I want to give the opportunity to do that. I've got a high-level, six-figure focused mastermind that launches in the new year, and I am currently taking applications, and I would love to chat with you if this is something that you're looking to do in your business. So go to the link in the show notes, fill out the application, and I look forward to chatting with you real soon. Welcome. Hello. I am so excited. I'm always so excited about these because I have the coolest guests. And tonight is another amazing guest that I am kind of nerding out about because she and I speak the same language in many ways because we both really get excited about sales. So tonight we're going to talk about copywriting and marketing and essentially how copywriting is sales on a page. So let me welcome my guest, Laura Majitano who is a copywriting and marketing strategist. And really, please go follow her on Facebook so that you can see examples of how amazing of a writer she is. Because I'll be honest with you, Laura, you get me every time. So I am thrilled to have you here and sharing everything that you know, uh, because you do it so well. It gets me. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for that incredible introduction. Now the pressure's on, right? (laughs) I know. Now perform. (laughs) But thank you. And I appreciate you having me here because I feel the same. Like I am in total awe of what you do. I love all your sales. So, and I agree. It, it really is. Copywriting is a sales conversation that you're happening on the page. So I feel like we really do yep. a lot of the same thing. We do. I love it. And I'm so excited to have you share um, how powerful copywriting can be to really attract the right people that you're looking to attract into your world. Laura's going to share some really good stuff tonight. And in our conversation, I'm sure we'll both, you know, riff on some really cool things that will really be eye openers for you. Share it in the comments because thoughts grow stronger when shared and somebody else will read that comment and experience it maybe in a completely different way. So share your favorite takeaways as we go through. I love that. I love that. My sister's uh, English has a second language teacher. And she said that says that we retain information better when we share what we learned, like when we share our takeaways. So actually, like if you share your takeaway, you're going to remember it better. You will. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I don't know if you, I think you know this, a lot of people in my group do. I was a teacher for 15 years. I was a high school math teacher. And when my students were struggling or when they wanted to know, like, how can I learn this concept better? My first thing that I would, I had a lot of different tools up my sleeve that I could tell them to do. But one of the most powerful ones is go home and teach your parent what you learned today. 
go home and teach younger brother or sister what you learned today. And I had a lot of parents that were like, well, how do I know if he's teaching the right thing? That's not what this is about. It's giving that child an opportunity to share what they learn from the space that they learned it from so that they can strengthen those connections that are starting to form and, you know, taking notes helps and doing all the other things, but sharing with somebody, teaching somebody is a really powerful way to do it. Totally. Totally. I love that. Share those takeaways in the comments so everybody can learn from that and you can learn it even more, more, uh, strength or stronger. I don't know, whatever. I've got the copyright person here with me. (laughs) I wasn't going to say anything. I don't, I'm not the grammar police. Awesome. That's what I used to say when I was a math teacher. People would be like, you spelled that word wrong. I'm like, I teach math, not English. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have to be held to that standard for spelling. So tell us about you, Laura. How did you get into all of this? I know a little bit about your story, but I want everybody to hear it because some of the women that are here listening as well are have been gifted recently with your copywriting and marketing course because they stepped into their next level and that was one of their bonuses. So this is cool for them to get to know you on that level as well. Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, I'll try to go through this pretty quickly. So my master's is in psychology, but I got obsessed with happiness in grad school. Lo and behold, I graduate and go online to get a job as a happiness expert and no one's hiring that. Isn't that crazy? Nobody's hiring a happiness expert. Everybody wants to be happier. Everybody wants to be happier. Nobody's like posting a job for a happiness expert. But what I did find was a copywriting internship for a marketing agency that helps motivational speakers, coaches, people in personal development. It was unpaid. I left actually a teaching job, by the way, a full-time teaching job at the time that I was working, going through grad school. I left that to go take an unpaid internship as a copywriter for this marketing agency and um, just like became obsessed with the craft within 30 days. They hired me. I eventually became their senior copywriter uh, until I left and started my own business copywriting for people, strategizing for people, helping them with their marketing, coaching them. So yeah, it's been a really fun journey to uh, to take that psychology background and, and couple it with writing and sales. So, yeah, I love that. And what were you teaching before you left education? Oh, so I was uh, using my social work degree as a teacher in the school. So awesome. Awesome. So I love that you said, I mean, your psychology degree obviously plays so well into this because as you said, copy is sales on a page. And we were just talking before we went live about what is it that makes people buy? Emotion. People buy on emotion. And this is the biggest thing I hear. I hear a couple of things regularly. One is, Laura, I'm getting a lot of likes comments or people send me messages like, oh, your content's so inspirational, but nobody's freaking buying from me or nobody's reaching out to me about my program or nobody's reaching out to me about my course. And I can tell you that 100% for sure the problem is you are not creating enough emotion in your copy and in your content. Same thing, by the way, if you're growing a big audience and you're going I don't know how to monetize this audience that I've grown. You've got to stop shoving how-to tips and quotes down their throats and start making them feel something. Yes. Yeah, because nobody wants to be talked at. Yes. They want a connection. Yes. 
And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, and, and I mean, in the sales world and as a sales coach, we get caught up with this all the time. Strategy, strategy, strategy. Just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do. And you're sticking to the strategy so much that you're forgetting that true connection and how important it is to make with people who are interested in you and your message. That connection is what puts them, pulls them over that line of wanting to say yes. Cause like you said, people buy with emotion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. People buy, that is like the biggest shift anyone can make is if in your writing, if you make, I always tell people to take one sheet of paper and on one half of it, write All of your problems, all of, all of their problems, all of their pain points, make it all about them. And on the other half, write All of their desired results or outcomes. And there's your content plan. You guys, like we can go into more detail into content planning, but all of your content should be starting with the emotion that they're feeling now or the emotion that they want to be feeling. Right. Oh, that's good. Did everybody hear that? Literally one of those two things, the emotion that they want to be feeling or the emotion that they're feeling right now. Cause either way you're tapping into their pain or you're tapping into their desire. Yes. Right. And yes. whether it's happened to pain or desire, we're sparking that emotion. And when we spark that emotion, we've got somebody who's on the hook to want to hear more because we've gotten them right where it hurts. Either they haven't done the desire or gone after the desire, or they don't like where they're at right now. Yes. And if you make that the first line, the hook of every post, I'm going to start every post with a core problem or core desire. That's what's going to get them to read, right? Mm -hmm. They can't read any of your amazing words if they're not going to read the first line. And that's the thing that's going to get them to read the first line. Right. Like what's going to hook them in? Because you might have the best content in the world. You might be the best coach in the world. You might have the best program in the world. But until you can get people in the door, you're not transforming lives. Exactly. You owe it to your business. You owe it to your livelihood. You owe it to what your why is and what your desires are to figure out how to bring people into your world through tapping into that emotion. And that's done by either spoken word or written word and really tapping into what that person is feeling or wants to feel. Yes. And I love that you said that because my philosophy is that, you know, a lot of, I know a lot of people feel about marketing, same way you may hear people feel about sales. And yet marketing at its best spreads messages to people who need to hear them, right? People have problems. That's the fact of the universe, right? right? People have problems. Marketing gets messages that those problems can be solved to the people who need to hear them, Right. Like it's in the highest service of a person who has a problem to hear a marketing message. Right. Right. We're here. Both of us, I'm sure, are where we are at in our lives, in our business, and have had our problem solved because we heard a marketing message or because somebody sold something to us that solved our problem. Yes. Well, and I always remind myself, where am I at and why am I here? Meaning, I've gotten to places in my life that I didn't necessarily get to by myself. There was a message somewhere that I heard that pulled me in a new direction that I wouldn't have gone in had I not heard that message. And had somebody not had the courage to show up and share that message, I may not have heard it or it may not have resonated in the same way if I hadn't heard it from that person and it would have altered the course of my life. And if I can acknowledge that there are things in my life that I have directly followed paths because 
of a message I read or the idea that somebody could help me solve a problem that I was experiencing, then I owe it to the people who need my help, my way, my, my experience to create their own new path in their life. And I've got to show up powerfully and share that message and know that there are going to people be people who don't need it. And that's okay. I'm not interested in them. I'm interested in the ones who do and showing up for them. Yes. Yes. 100%. (laughs) I love that. We can get caught up in the naysayers, the people who don't want what we have, and we can let that really put us in a funk, but that just takes us out of the game of reaching the people who do need us. Yes. Yes. And we've got to remember that too, when we're sharing our message, you know, and our sales and how we're showing up confidently. I'm sure you and I will both agree. Like I am so freaking over these wishy-washy calls to action in your content and on your pages because we've got to remember one. Yeah. If it's not for them, they'll go. But also if it is for them, like we grab it to them to take a stand and strongly lead them and call them to action. Yes. Yes. This whole, I, somebody just posted it not too long ago, maybe even today. And they were like, this idea of like, well, I'm available whenever you want to have a call. No. Be direct. Totally. Oh, the one that drives me nuts is that if you feel called, click the link now or join me now or whatever. If you feel called, like what? Yep. I want you, like, how about I want you to have this? Like, I know you need this. You right. know you need this. I want you to have it. It's gonna change You're going to your be life. in a worse situation without it. Buy it now. (laughs) Because there are times where I know I get so excited. And sometimes I'm like, was I too forceful? And not from a place of aggression, but from a place of like, this is going to change your life. Yes. And then I'm like, no, because that's true. This is going to change your life. It's going to change your business. It's going to change other people's lives. And so I get really passionate and excited. And I have to remind myself, that's who I need to be for the people who are ready to hear that message. Yes. The same thing is true in your written word. Totally true. You know, I don't know if you know, if you've ever heard me share this example, but I shared a lot because what you just said, it really resonated with me. This wishy-washiness of like, well, if you feel like doing this, the example that I use a lot is we actually owe it to the people who are really ready to say yes, to help them cross the line, to help them say yes, because there's going to be fear involved. It's never going to be an easy decision. Every now and then people are like, cool, here you go. I'm ready. But for the most part, we're going to have to help people make the decision that they've already made. Yes. And the example that I share a lot is skydiving. And I always say, listen, you can sign up, you can sign the waiver, you can pay the couple hundred dollars, you can suit up, you can get on that plane and all of those things you said yes to all along the way. Yep, I want to do this. Yep, I want to do this. Yep, I want to do this. And you get to the top of the flying altitude and they open the door and all of a sudden you are like, holy crap, I don't know if I want to jump out of this plane. And it's scary when you get right up to the moment of having to actually definitively make the decision and do it. Yes. But here's the thing. The skydiving instructor has a job in that moment. Yeah. And that's who we are when we're helping somebody say yes to themselves, to working with us. We are that skydiving instructor and we get to discern in that moment. Is this person just scared, sweaty palms? Oh my God, I'm about to do something really scary, but I still want to do it. Or is that person, holy guacamole, no way in hell am I jumping out of this plane. I just want to land safely. I do not want to jump anymore. The skydiving instructor gets to decide which energy is it. And if it's the energy of, I know I really want to do it, but I'm scared. 
their job is to hold their hand and say, we're going to do this together. It's okay. I know it's scary, but this is what you really want. Cause you wouldn't have taken all those steps to get here if it wasn't what you wanted. And we have to see the people who are stepping into our world in the same way. They are stepping closer into our world because they're genuinely interested, not because they don't want it. There's a reason they're hanging around. And once we help them understand this is what they want, then as, as coaches, we are being of highest service to them when we help them say yes to a decision they've already made. Oh my God. I love that. That, that was fire. There better be people putting takeaways in the comments right now because (laughs) I'm like, that was fire. And I'm with you 100%. And that was incredible. I thank you. I, well, I I think people, and it's funny because it came up when I was working with a client last year and she was kind of afraid of being pushy. And it was funny because she had just gone skydiving the following or the the weekend before. And so, and you know how we are, we're just inspired in the moment. And I was like, well, let me ask you something. And so I started to ask her some questions and that's where that example came from. And it's been really powerful for people to hear because I have a lot of people, as I'm sure you do as well, where they're like, I don't want to be salesy and pushy and aggressive. Yep. Okay. Tell me what salesy is. Tell me what put, you know, we, we kind of deconstruct those words as well, but ultimately We need to be so lit up and passionate about the solution that we have. That's going to change somebody's life. Not a place of like, I'm going to steal your credit card out of your pocket and make you pay. But I'm hearing everything in your energy. Say you want this. Why are we here having this conversation? If this isn't something that you really want? Yes. Yes. Why are you on this plane with me? Why did you suit up? Why did you pay the money? Why did you do all the things saying you wanted to skydive? If we're going to get to the end. And if you really don't want to do it, that's okay. I don't want somebody jumping out of the plane with me that's going to scream bloody murder the whole way down. I don't want somebody (laughs) resisting me the whole way. I do want somebody to say yes to themselves, even though it's scary and it's going to be a thrilling, amazing experience. I want them to say yes. If if I know that that's really what they want to do. Yes. Yeah. I always say, you know, people are lucky to pay you. People are lucky to pay you. You've gone through so much experience, so much knowledge. I gotta tell you, people are freaking lucky to pay me. It took me years as a copywriter and marketer and working for like six, seven, yes, even eight figure coaches. I bring all that and years of experience to the table. Like you're freaking lucky to work with me, like to pay me, right? Oh, exactly. I just said it to one of my clients the other day. She's like, I just don't like anything about social media and doing DMs. So I just don't think sales and business is for me. I said, well, you're lucky you're talking to a sales coach who was number one in the nation without doing a damn thing on social media to get there because this doesn't have to be on social media. So let's redefine what you're upset about and what you're, you know, because I didn't become, when I worked in my corporate job, that's not how I became number one. I wasn't in the DMs. Like there's different ways to do this. If you're on social media, I would strongly suggest writing some copy and getting in the DMs and communicating with people because you're just communicating and networking and starting conversations. But the beauty is, just like you said, I got all kinds of experience. You're damn lucky you get to pay me for it. You're damn lucky you get to step into a container with me and pick my brain and hear my solutions for what you can do in your business and how you can show up more powerfully and help people and make money at the same time. Yeah. You're lucky. Yes. Right. Heck yes. I love that. I love love how you say that too. I had a coach that I worked with and she literally had a program. I took it. It's called your fucking welcome. Sarah Dan, you probably. Yeah. Yeah. I know who she is. Yeah. Like I love that energy because it's true. You're welcome that I put all of this content and this info that I've learned along my journey together to share with you. Cause I don't have to. Yes. Yes. I freaking love it. Okay. 
So we've talked to them about strong hooks. Yep. We've talked to them about calls to action. Can we talk to them about telling stories? Do you ever tell stories in your sales conversations? Oh. I'm pretty sure you do because you already have in our conversation. I always like to say something that my friend Phil Jones says, the facts will only tell while the story sells. And yeah. you just hit the nail on the head a little bit ago when you were like, people are like putting how-tos out the wazoo online. And they're like, I've put all these how-tos. Why aren't people buying from me? Where's your story? Yes. Yes. Your story Even is when what you were making the point them. about the skydiver, you were telling a freaking story. Telling a story. And that's when that point became so clear to us, right? Yep. That's what worked. But here's what I see. I see either they're not telling stories or do you see this? They're telling summaries that they think are stories, right? Mm -hmm. Now you may know what a summary is. Like we've seen an Amazon book review, right? Mm -hmm. It's not the story. It's like this big summary of what happened. It's like every day I struggled in my business and every day I was afraid to message and DM people. And every day I was scared to show up on social media. That's not a freaking story, right? Tell me the story of the time you freaky, like you did it anyway, right? Like, tell me the story of the time you bawled your eyes out and then went live on Facebook and you did it anyway. Like, tell me that tiny moment of that thing, that's that specific thing that happened to you. Yeah. Cause that's Mm -hmm. where the magic happens. That's where people really connect. And I mean, honestly, using your example, if the review was enough, nobody would buy the book. There's a reason that people just don't read the reviews and go, oh, okay, that's good. Right. Book. They want the full story. They want to understand the nitty gritty, the ins and outs of how did that person ball their eyes out and still show up live on Facebook? It's not that they balled their eyes out and still showed up live. How did they do it? How did they find the strength? Where did they pull from? And we want the story. And you're right. Uh, and this is so juicy because that's how we make that connection in our writing. And it's the same thing you're talking about when in our sales conversations, at the end of the day, it's all about just connecting with another human being. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly what it is. It's connecting. And in a way they can relate to what you've been through because in some way they've been through something similar. So they see themselves in you. Yes. And that's what shows them it's possible. I know that there was a time where I think you were sharing, you do this really well. And I've heard you say it over and over again. People need to buy into the belief. (laughs) I laugh because literally I can't go anywhere these days without somebody saying, oh, believers are buyers. Yes. Because it's true. (laughs) Believers are buyers. Like the thing that gets people to buy from you is they believe. They believe in you. They believe in your system. They believe that it can work for them. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes them buy from you. Not only does it make them buy from you, but it's why they will achieve the results with you. Yes. Because if you have somebody who stops believing at at one point, then you're going to have trouble really helping them with the transformation that they desire. So you've got to get them right from the start to believe in you and your message and your ability to help them. That's the most important piece of all of it. The strategy, strategy, that doesn't matter. It's their belief. I'll take it a step further. When they believe in you, they will market on your behalf, yeah. right? They'll send all everybody to you. They'll tag everybody in your posts, right? It's interesting because 
when I started, actually, it's funny, I'm trained as a conversion copywriter, right? I'm trained, my job was to get the sale. Mm-hmm. That was my job. That's what people hired me. People paid me money to get them the sale, to convert. And what was interesting was, is there was this moment, I was actually laying on the couch and I was watching a political ad. You may have heard this story before, but it's so funny. I was watching this political ad and I thought to myself, like, wow, people will donate money to these politicians and receive no goods or services in return. They will donate their time, like they'll knock on doors, they'll make phone calls. They receive no goods or service in return. They will put signs in their yard, or if you're like me and live in Florida, they will hold freaking boat parades for politicians, and they receive essentially nothing in return. And what gets them to do all of this? Belief. They believe in that candidate. And I thought to myself at the time, I remember distinctly thinking, I'm like, man, coaches are the ones actually changing the world. Like they're actually the ones changing lives. They're the ones actually making a difference for people. They're the ones who actually deserve that level of belief. Like let's throw a boat parade for our favorite coaches. Right. (laughs) And that's when it hit me. I'm like, actually, we're focusing on the wrong thing when we're focusing on conversions. We should be focusing on building belief. And when I started writing copy and creating marketing from how can I get someone to believe? How can I build belief in them? How can I make them believe that they can do this, that they can have this different future, that this change really is possible for them with this approach? Actually, my conversions went way up. Yeah. The conversion is, if that's your goal, I think you're missing the mark. And exactly with what you just shared, you showed that when you focused on tapping into the emotion and the belief, the conversion happened. It's a byproduct of that, right? 100%. I was just gonna say, it's like money is a byproduct of what we do as coaches. Like if you're doing this for the money, you're missing the mark. If you're doing this to serve and support and trust and know that the money is the byproduct of what you're doing, it will come. Yes. Right? So the conversion can't be your goal. The money can't be your goal. The true source, tapping into the motion, tapping into the belief and helping people really step into the version of themselves that they want to be because they see it in you. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay. Now back to the show. Yes. And you know, I've always made the most money in my business when I'm most connected to that vision Mm -hmm. and that service and what I want for them, Mm -hmm. including when I'm writing, right? That's, that's a piece I think we miss. Like, 
Yeah, the, your energy and how you show up and your presence matters on your sales calls. Guess what? It matters when you're writing your posts too. It matters when you're writing your sales copy and your emails too. Like if you're writing your emails from like this like hungry fear, like, oh my God, I need to get conversions placed. Like we feel that in your copy. Yep. But if you're writing it from this place of, Like, I want to serve people and share this. And like, I want this for you because you would be lucky to pay for it because I know it can solve your problem. We feel that too. And so, you know, it's like, I can teach you all of the best practices of copywriting and I can teach you all of the frameworks, but unless you're coming at it with the right energy and presence and mindset, I guarantee you it's going to flop. I, you sound like me. I say the same thing all the time. Strategy, strategy. Like I can give you all the strategy in the world, but if you don't buy into it, if you aren't coming at it with the right energy and intention and mindset, yeah, strategy in the world is not going to help you, right? Because we take action based on our beliefs and our beliefs come from our thoughts. And so ultimately you're going to take action based on what you believe and your energy has so much to do with what people feel from you. Yes. Yes. So, you know, if you can take anything away from me, it's actually the most important thing to be focusing on. If you want to improve your marketing and your copy is belief, belief in yourself and your systems and that you've got this and how you're showing up and that people are lucky to pay you and building belief in your people right? That your way is the best way that you are capable of leading them, all of those things. Right, right. And it's, I think the other good thing to to remember too, is it's about setting yourself apart, not from a place of like, you just want to be unique. Your story is what makes you unique. And when you're willing to tell it, it doesn't just make people believe in you. It makes people believe that you're different than everybody else. And that's a big piece of why they need you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. People don't want to buy the things they've tried and failed. Like, do you get that? Like if I like tried low carb dieting and I failed at it, I'm not going to go back and try a low carb diet to lose weight. Like, it's just not like, I'm not going to do that. Like you've got to show me how you are different. And I promise, oh my God, I promise you're different. I promise, like for anybody who's out there that's like, I don't know that what I do is all that different. I promise you're different, but you've got to learn how to articulate what makes you different and what makes you unique. And you've got to show that because guess what? This online marketing, this internet, all of this, this is not, this space is not getting less crowded or less noisy, right? You've got to stand out and you've got to show them how your way is different and how it's a better way for them and how it can work for them. You've got to make them believe in your way. Believers are buyers. Believers are buyers. I love that's like your tagline now, no matter where you go and what you do. No matter where I go. And you know what's funny is it's a terrible tagline. From a marketing perspective, you always want taglines to be, so from a copywriting perspective, you always want taglines to be really future focused, right? So you want them to like paint a picture of like a future that's happening over there, right? Like Netflix, I believe was like, watch what's next, right? So it's like something happening in the future. So it's so funny because I, 
I'm like this copywriter. And just because I say believers are buyers, I fell into this tagline and I'm like, oh my God, it's a terrible tagline. But it's so true. And it's so good in terms of what we need to understand about what our people want. They want and need to believe in us. Yes. You know, we have a question here. I'm going to see um, what it says. Danielle says, how do I put social media content out there to give knowledge away to get information out there about what I am doing, yet help them understand their life would be better with me in it? Yes. <gasps> I love this question. This is the best question. Here's what you do. This is like the ninja eest thing, ninja thing. When you get this, it's going to completely change your results. So I'm also kind of famous for telling you how to get buyers into your DMs. It's like my thing. All of my courses, all of my programs, it's like, I'm going to teach you how to get people messaging you with your copy and your content. And this is the thing that gets people messaging you. This is what gets people in your DM is when you can stop telling them how to do something and start changing the way they think about something. So what you're doing is you're not saying, oh, this is how you do it. You're saying, I want you to think about it a different way. I want to give you a perspective shift. I want to give you like a moment where you go, oh, that makes sense. Or, oh, I've never thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. Right. And the way you do that is exactly what Nicole just said is it's by knowing what makes your way unique and different so that you can say, well, it's no wonder that that way and that way and that way didn't work for you. Like those are flawed. Those are broken. Like actually come here, let me tell you about this new way. And you're just like, Oh, I've never thought about that. Oh my gosh. That makes sense. Oh my gosh. I can do that. Right. So I'm not just teaching you how I'm saying, let me have you think about this a different way. Right. Right. Well, it's almost like the why. Here's why you need to do it. And here's why I'm the one that can show you how if it hasn't worked for you in the past, because I had that same problem and I figured out how to make it work for me. And I want to share the same thing with you. Yes. Yes. It's, you know, I love, you know, I love like looking at marketing in, in the wild, as I call it. And it's, you know, it's like Dove Soap. They literally came out and were like, we're not a soap. We're a moisturizer. We just happen to clean your body. Like, they're literally like, you've been doing it all wrong. (laughs) That a new revelation for them that now they're just saying we've always been a moisturizer and. and That's how they came out. They've kind of shifted since then. But like when Dove Soap came out, like their first campaign was basically like, oh, the problem is, is you've been soaping. What you need to be doing is moisturizing while cleaning your body. Wow. And and that's their unique spin. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. You know, I love, again, I love looking at marketing in the wild. You look at like when Apple came out and they go up against IBM and they're this big counterculture and, and they're like, you've been doing it all wrong. You're listening to the man. You're living in your corporate suit, doing your corporate computer. We're going to do it a different way. You've been thinking about it. all wrong. So it's not like, oh, I'm just teaching you, teaching you, teaching you how to tip, how to tip, like quit, right. quit with all of that right. and be the person who gets like, 
let me just take fitness coaching, for example. Any fitness coach can write a post on why you need water. Any fitness coach can write a post on what vitamin D is. Any fitness, but like if you're writing that kind of content, stop. Right. And instead, change the way I think about my body or my health or my relationship with food or the way I think about any of that. And that's when I'm going to start paying attention to you. You know, like the fitness coach who caught my attention. It's not the one who was like, this is why protein's important. The fitness coach who caught my attention was like, I'm a hotness coach. I teach you how to be hot. Right. You're going, oh, well, what I'm going, oh, that's interesting. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I'm. You know what I mean? That's one that's going to, and she's like, you're going about food all wrong. The reason why you can't get fit is because it's not exciting, but you know, what's exciting is getting hot. And I'm like, this girl's got good marketing. (laughs) She's making me think about it. And in full disclosure, I haven't hired her, but I see her post and I'm like, that's so cool. She's making me think about it in a different way. She's saying, this is the problem this is what the new solution is. Right. Well, and you even just said it with Apple, that was your example. And then you just basically said, think differently, which was Apple's slogan. And what I find so fascinating about it, tying it all into Danielle's question, Apple does not talk about how many megahertz or I'm not a technology computer person or how much Ram or what the screen, like they're not talking about that in their advertising. Nope. They're showing people connecting. They're showing people creating things. They're showing people living their lives. They're tapping into emotion. Yes. And they're not saying, here's what our computer comes with. And here's all the things you can expect. It's here's who you'll be if you use our product. Yes. Yes. 100%. They didn't say, actually, it's funny you say that. They didn't say when they released the iPod, they didn't say, oh, you'll get, you know, 10 megabytes, you know, back when they released the iPod, it was tiny. You know, iPod, what they said, this is what they said. They said a thousand songs in your pocket, your pocket, thousand songs in your pocket, right? That's a totally different feeling. It's a totally different thing. So you're thinking about, wow, music in my pocket. You're thinking about it in a different way. So don't teach me the way the iPod works. Make me think, oh my God, I could have a thousand songs in my pocket. That's insane. I, I love that kind of stuff, thinking about it and going, oh, yeah, that that's like a totally different, unique approach to think about what it is that you're actually buying. Yes. You're buying. I don't have to have a thousand CDs that I'm carrying around. I can have accessible very easily in my pocket a thousand songs. Talk about a beautiful way to introduce what it actually is that people are buying. So just like you said, with a fitness trainer, like hotness. Yes. Yes. People are not buying coaching. No, they're not. They're buying transformation. They're buying transformation, whatever that is. Put that in front of them. What it is that your transformation is that they can expect. Is it hotness? Is it money? Is it sales? Is it relationship? Even if it's money, like what, what feels juicier? I kind of cringe every time I hear these, like I see this copy where it's like, oh, increase your ROI. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, how sexy is that? I'm like, what about change in your pocket or cha-ching or like get creative with it? Like I'm always like, we're going to make buckets of money, right? Like when you hear buckets of money, that's 
10,000% more exciting of a transformation than ROI. What's your ROI? It's, it's just too stuffy and not what people are really looking for. You know, I mean, it's funny because I was saying this once, I mean, really what a lot of people as a sales coach, what a lot of people struggle with is yeah, the mindset piece, but also just understanding how to start conversations and do lead gen and bring people into their world. It's not really a lead gen problem. It's really just starting conversations. But if I was like, I'm going to teach you how to start conversations or I'm going to teach you how to prospect. Nobody's walking around going, I don't know how to prospect. This is hilarious to me. Right? Like nobody's, but that's really what they don't, what they aren't doing. Right, right. I'm not going to walk around and go, I'm going to teach you how to prospect. It's, I'm going to show you how to get more clients, buckets of clients, whatever I want to say. But like, I tell, I say, I'm going to teach you how to get them in your DMs, right? We can all like imagine the feeling of having somebody show up for us in our DMs, right? That's so much more exciting. So I completely, I completely love that. That's amazing. So what are, I know you talk a lot about getting people in the DMs. What are some of the things that you know attract people to wanting to reach out to you versus, because this is something as a sales coach that we cover all the time. And I tell people, be the lighthouse. This is not as much about you finding clients. Yes. Your job as the lighthouse is not to go find the boats and be like, you come over here and you could, your job is to be the lighthouse, shine the light and let the boats come to you because they know that that's where they want to be. Yes. So from your, from what well, you do and all you know, you a minute ago, you were saying, well, I really show people how to prospect, but that's not super appealing. Well, guess what you guys, I really teach you guys how to write on a second grade level. I mean, I can't go out and market, go write on a second grade level, but legitimately go write on a second grade level. Like most people, I can't even tell you how many times a day when I'm giving copy reviews or feedbacks to client, how many times a day I repeat this phrase, shorter sentences, shorter paragraphs, shorter sentences, shorter paragraphs. It increases readability, which increases conversions. So that's the first thing. Like all of you guys, I have a rule. I don't write paragraphs more than three lines long. A powerful sentence can stand on its own. All of you guys out there writing novels, stop. (laughs) Read your novel. Stop. Seriously, there's an app called the Hemingway app. You can just Google it. It's totally free. It'll tell you what grade level you're writing on. Most of the time when I put my writing in there as a trained copywriter, I'll get literally kindergarten, first grade, second grade. If you're getting like eighth grade, bring it down, Mm -hmm. bring it down. So that's number one. That's just like across everything. And then you've got to have a strategy for your content. You've got to, are you ever creating the kind of post where you're getting your clients to raise their hand and self-identify and say, yeah, that's me. I want that. Are you intentionally, well, you know this from sales. Like, are you getting those micro yeses in your content where you're getting them to say yes to you day after day after day before you even put the offer in front of them? Are you doing that? And then it's like, the other thing that I find really entertaining uh, when people are like, I'm not getting clients in my DMs. And then I go look at their content and they're not making any calls to action or sharing anything about their offer. And I'm like, what do you expect people to reach out about? Right. Should they just intuitively kind of guess that intuitively you be like, he must be selling something. Let me reach out and say, <laughs> <it. laughs> 
the dots for people. Like tell them you have something on offer. Tell them why they need it. Tell them to send you a DM. Like it's like not rocket science. Like if you want people to show up in your DMs, tell them to DM you. (laughs) Direction. They need a lot of direction. I learned that when I was a teacher. I'm sure you did too. I was like, people just need to be told what to do and they'll do it. Yes. And we've got to be very clear about it. We can't just automatically hope that they assume, you know, I I run into that all the time and I'm sure you do too with my clients. They're like, nobody's buying from me. I'm like, do they know you have something for sale? Have you talked about it? Well, I don't want to be salesy. Well, what does that even mean? People have to know something is for sale for them to want to buy it from you. And you've got to, you've got to build a case for why they need it. And that's through sharing your story. Yeah. And isn't that what you signed up for to be a leader for people? That's literally what you signed up for with this job. Like that's literally what you do. You've got to, you can't say, oh, I really want to be a leader. I really want to be a thought leader. I really want to be a coach. I really want to be a content creator. I really want to share my message and then go, oh, but I don't want to lead people to my DMs. Oh, I don't want to lead people to the thing that's actually going to change their life. I don't want to lead people to say yes to a buying decision. That's just too much leadership for me. I'm like, suck it up, buttercup. That's what you signed up for. Right. You're not in the business of coaching. You're in the business of sales. I hate to tell you. Yes. That's how you be the lighthouse. You got to lead the way. Yep. They don't know. You've got to connect the dots for them. It's just like, they're not going to just be like, I don't know. Like, I guess you expect them to telepathically be like, oh, she wants me to buy from her. Right. I mean, listen, if you can figure that out and you know how to send those subliminal messages that just automatically, then I need to have you on here and and you can share. Oh my God. Please yeah, let's, like, let's connect. <laughs> you know how to do that. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. We've got to be, and, and I love that you positioned it back to being a leader because I think a lot of people are like, and I'm sure you hear this all the time too. Well, I just wish it like, I want to help people. I just wish I didn't have to sell. Well, when you're wishing away the things that you don't like, or you're wishing it for it to be easy, then you're not actually allowing yourself to be a leader because I got news for you for the entirety of your business, for the length of time that you are a business owner, there are going to be challenges. They're going to be hard things. They're going to be things that you have to learn to acclimate into doing that maybe you've never done before. And you wishing it were easier and wishing that away is not allowing you to show up powerfully as the leader that you are. Leaders ask for things to be easy and that's why they show up. They show up even when things aren't easy. They show up no matter what. And if you have something that can change and save somebody's life, you owe it to them to show up as the leader that you are. Even when you're crying right before you go on a Facebook Live, find it in you to show up. Somebody needs you. Boom. Yes. Yes. And, and that was this really beautiful segue into this point that in your brand positioning, that's literally your role. You are the role of the leader. You are the role of the guide. You are the mentor, the the reflection character, if you're at all familiar with story structure. And one other problem people have in their content is they make it all about them, right? You are not the hero of this story, right? You literally are the guide. You literally are the mentor. The hero is your client. And guess what? Heroes are fundamentally ill-equipped and ill-prepared to get what they want. If they got what they want, the story would be over already. Like if Ariel was just like, oh, I know exactly how to turn into a human and get Eric, then we're not going to watch 90 minutes of her picking out wedding china, right? Like heroes are ill-equipped to get what they want. You don't want to be the hero. 
You're the person with the knowledge. You're the person with the expertise. You are the person who is leading them. You are the Yoda to the Luke. You are the, this is a fun one, Mary Poppins to the dad. Ooh, I love it. You're the one showing them the better way. So you've got to be in that leadership role the whole way, because guess what? By the nature of them being the hero, they're ill-equipped and ill-prepared to make that buying decision with you. They're ill-equipped and ill-prepared to get started on the journey. They're afraid. They don't have all these tools and skills they need to get to their destination, and they know it, and that's scary. Right. I love that. And that's why they need you. Yes, they need you. They need you to lead them. They need you to guide them. That is literally your role in their story. That is literally your role in your marketing positioning. Everything. You play the role of the guide. I always like to say people want to buy a better version of themselves and they see that in you. 100%. 100%. I say it a little bit meaner because I'm super direct if you haven't picked up on that. And I say end the ideal client witch hunt right now because it's you. You are your ideal client. (laughs) You've just surpassed where they are at that moment. But I promise you, it's you. Yeah, totally. And you're the perfect person to help them through that. You know, I always remind people because there's a lot of times where people are like, yeah, but I've struggled with this. Am I good enough to show up like this? And I use this example because to me, it just makes it very clear in my mind. If I am struggling with alcohol abuse, the person that I'm really going to gravitate towards that I want help from is the person who's also struggled, who's hit rock bottom and has figured out their way out of it and is now living a life that they're happy in. Not the person, I don't want the person to help me who's never touched alcohol. I mean, good for them for whatever life they've chosen to live, but they don't identify. I can't identify with who they are because they've never struggled the way that I have. Let me take you one better because people are like, I get this all the time. Who am I to do the thing? Because also there's people better than me, right? There's people further along than me. And so I say this, I say this. Okay. Let's say you want to grow your business to 10K a month. A lot of people want to make 10K a month. Would you rather hire the person who just within the last five to 10 years built a coaching business, if that's the kind of business you have, to 10K a month? Or would you rather hire Tony Robbins? Like, who do you think is going to get what to do and how to do it better? The people who are like way further along, like so far ahead, guess what? They're out of touch, right? There's a reason why all of the older people are hiring all of the college kids to do their social media, right? They know they're way out of their way there. They don't know how to do all that. And so it's like, it's actually a benefit to the person you're serving that you recently overcame the challenge. And they don't want somebody who's like way further along, way out of touch. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be the best at the best at the best. So like, it's like, well, you know, I don't want to hire somebody who it's been two decades since they've been in my shoes. Right. Well, they're so out of touch with what your struggles are and what your challenges are. The person with proximity to the pain is actually, like you said, much more apt to help you because they're so familiar with it because they've just gone through it. And I think there's so much to be said for that too. Yeah. Tony Robbins is awesome, but like 
and I, I love him and I listen to him all the time, but he doesn't understand the struggles where I'm at as a business owner, the same way somebody who's just went through them does. Exactly. Exactly. They want, people want to hire you because you've been through what they're going through and you've been through it recently. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I experienced that a lot when I was a high school teacher, I would see, you know, like I loved math and I was good at math, but I would go to different events and meet somebody who was like a math whiz. You'd have a conversation with them and it's almost like as smart as I was as a math teacher, I'm like, whoa, they're, they're like, and they can't relate to where somebody's maybe having trouble converting fractions to decimals, or they're having trouble doing some of the basic stuff because they're so far past it. And we want to tap into somebody who's recently been through it. They'll understand who we are and what we need to get through where we are. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So you have something really amazing to share with everybody. And I know this because I've used it because I got it from you a while ago. What, uh, what is it? Yeah, I, I have a gift. (laughs) It's a 283 headline templates. There are 283 plug and play, like fill in the blank headline templates. These are for you to use their proven formulas to grab attention. And all you guys have to do to use these is take those pains and problems we talked about, or those results, desired results or outcomes we talked about and plug in those into the blanks. And then they speak to your person because they're speaking to their pains, their desires. And it's in a format that we know grabs attention. So it's a list of 283 of them. Like you'll never run out of headlines. That's almost good for a whole year. Yeah, it's actually good for more than a year because I promise you, like if you make it through all 283 of them, you can totally start recycling. You could probably have a list of 30 of them and start recycling and people wouldn't know. I mean, let's be honest, right? Yeah. Uh, That's amazing though. And I know I've used a lot of these and they really are conversation starters and I've gotten a lot of engagement from using these. And that's what we want, right? We want engagement and people talking. We want to start a conversation, right? That's what it's, that's what both of us are doing. We're, you know, I guess that would be, you know, kind of the final thing that I would leave with somebody is, you know, stop talking at people, like stop blasting social media posts out to the internet, stop blasting emails out to your email list, stop blasting sales pages out into the ethers, sit down and speak to one person, like you're having a conversation with them. And that alone will completely change your copy. Yes. Yep. It's so true. And I'm sure you say this all the time. And I know I've learned this from you because I've done it. That one person that you're talking to many times is the version of you when you were going through the struggle that your people are going through. So like you can think of a client or you can think of somebody else, or you can really just get real with yourself and say, it's me. What would I say to my former self when I was still going through that? Yes. Yes. I actually have a word for that. When I teach, I call it a self-coaching post. And you're literally, I call it, that's the style of post I teach people to get people in their DMs. I call it a self-coaching post. You're literally self-coaching in your content. I love that. Such, such powerful advice, Laura. This was all amazing. 
I love your passion. I love your directness. I'm extremely direct myself. So like attracts like, it's one of the reasons why I love you so much. And it's one of the reasons why you're so powerful for the people that are in your world. They need to hear these things and they need to hear it direct from you. And uh, I just appreciate you sharing it with my community today. And that 283 template headline, you guys grab that. It's amazing. I'll make sure it gets in the comments so that you can all uh, get it. And then where can they find you? Where can they get more of you? Because I know now they want more of you. Oh, oh, I would love to have them get more of me. Well, I do have a Facebook group, right? Cash flow content for coaches. Um, or they can hit me up on on the on the Instagrams or Facebooks or YouTube. You know, hit me up on all the social medias. <laughs> Love it. I love it. So you have a YouTube channel with all your videos. I do. I started a YouTube channel this year. I think we've just released like our third video. So it's new. It's like a baby. It's like an infant YouTube channel, but it's so fun. And I'm super excited to uh, take and help more people. That's what it's all about. Right. Get your message in front of more people, because the more people that hear your message and understand how to tap into that emotion and attract people means we're changing the world. Yes. They're reaching the people who really need them. And that's the big vision here, right? It's let's help the world become a healthier, better place by sharing who we are and what our gifts are that can help somebody else change their life. Yes. Oh, 100%. Love it. Cash flow content for coaches. Yes. So check out her Facebook group, get in there. I know you have some good stuff coming up in there uh, in the very near future. So everybody get over to that group, join it. And then I'll make sure that we get the um, templates in the comments. So you guys can all download those and start using those as well. So Laura, thank you so, so much for being here with us. This was awesome. Thank you for having me. I know everybody else did too. Thank you. You're welcome. Good night, everybody. All right, that is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.